Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Tremblings, Podcast 222. As you can probably hear, I sound a little bit off. I am super sick today, so I probably won't talk very long. Plus, I don't really have anything to talk about. I'll probably tell you a funny story that happened in Elder Scrolls Online, and then probably talk very briefly about the few add-ons I use, and then that's probably it. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So as I mentioned, the only thing I really have this time is some stuff about Elder Scrolls Online. It's not any new analysis type stuff about it. I haven't gotten too much further than I did during the free beta weekend and the beta that I played years ago before that. I think I just hit like level 25. Not the last time I played, but the time before. The last time I played, I was... Pretty much just cruising around looking for sky shards, trying to get a few extra skill points. So I didn't get any levels on that day. Plus, the network was being really weird and dropping a lot. So there wasn't a whole lot I actually could do without dropping. And leveling has slowed down quite a bit, as it often does, you know, once you start getting up in levels. But I thought I would tell you a funny story, and maybe you'll get a laugh out of it. This happened not in the first dungeon, but in one of the first dungeons. I think the dungeon level was around 19. And I was with a couple of other people, who one of which was level 40-something, but it scales to the level of the people. And he was taking his, I would assume, new-to-MMO friend through the dungeon, who was, you know, level appropriate, he was 19. And the reason why I think he was new is because he was... I I would say acting new. And for those who play MMOs, you know there's a certain way you fight in dungeons. You know, you wait for the tank to go and wait for the tank to pull and get threat. And you don't run in and just go, wah, and do whatever. He was DPS, and that's pretty much what he was doing. He was charging in and going, wah, and not worrying about anything. So that's usually an indication somebody is new. That's not quite as big of an issue in Elder Scrolls, at least so far, as it is in other games. Because with Elder Scrolls, it seems like the trash mobs in each fight are about six to a dozen trash mobs. There's quite a number of them compared to other games. Usually in other games, you want tank to pretty much control everything and have threat all the time. Seems like many of the Elder Scrolls fights are designed about not having quite as much control. So, you know, like I said, it's not as huge of a deal as it is in other games, but he was doing it a little bit too much. And they didn't have a tank, so I was like, okay, well, I'll tank then, because I am a hybrid DPS tank. You know, I'm not as good as a completely dedicated tank. But in Elder Scrolls, you can multiple spec like that, and the higher level you get, the more balanced each of those roles become. So I was tanking, and we were in this sort of area that was near the front of the dungeon, 
and it sort of had this like ramp going down into the dungeon. And it was basically a tree root kind of thing. They have several dungeons and pretty much a whole zone dedicated to sort of the wood elf area. And this particular dungeon was sort of in the, the depths of a tree. So this starting area was kind of like a really big, thick tree branch that sort of acted like a bridge, sort of above an open area. So the branch kind of goes down and it kind of curves and then goes into this open area and then, you know, splits off into the dungeon. But it's a pretty funny story. We go in and there's a bunch of mobs on the bridge and scattered across the bridge. So I'm looking at it trying to figure out, okay, it looks like about two or three poles we can get across. And while I'm looking at it and thinking about it, the DPS guy charges forward and goes, wah, and starts fighting everything. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I guess here we go. And so I go in and I, I try to get control on as many things as I can, but he's still running around smacking everything and getting more stuff and running here and running there. And I'm like, okay, this is going to end up badly. So I start sort of slowly pulling what I've gathered back towards the entrance to sort of funnel them together, you know, so that people with cone attacks can do cone attacks against them. And those with AE can, you know, sort of easily hit that clump and, you know, sort of without typing, because typing in combat's difficult, sort of signal that I want us back more towards the entrance where it's got, you know, solid ground and walls along the side. But he's out on the bridge, which has no handrails or guards. It's just sort of like a, a shaved-off tree branch. You know, that's really thick. It's like 15 feet across, I would guess, in real-world terms. <laughs> he's fighting on the bridge and running around. And I see him sort of turn his back towards the edge, and he's fighting a mob that's sort of facing near to me, but he's, you know, too far away for me to hit. And then I see him sort of slowly slide off. He goes, and falls down. And it's like, oh, that's hilarious. He fell off the bridge. So uh, he didn't die, because it's not that far. And then he winds up bringing all the mobs from the bottom up to us and trains us with, like, 20 guys. And it's like, oh, we got run over. It was pretty hilarious. So we get back up, and the things we killed stayed dead, so it wasn't it wasn't super terrible. It wasn't like we had to start over completely or anything. But we go and we gather back up, and we get ready, and we attack the rest of the people on the bridge, and he's doing it again. He's like, wah, 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 fighting everything. So I'm like, okay, he's going to fall off again. So I kind of rush to the other side of the end of the bridge, sort of slowly keep things attention again pulling them into, you know, the safe area of that side of the bridge. And again, we get down to, like, two things left, and he's facing, you know, his back to the edge of the bridge. And again, I see him go zoop and slowly fall off. And it's, like, hilarious. I'm like, you are bad at walking. And he's like, I fell off again. And we laugh. It was hilarious. Good times. So, besides that funny story, I really don't have anything else. So, I guess... Elder Scrolls Online has the option to modify the UI and you can have add-ons which will change the basic stuff the UI does. In any game I play, I'm pretty much not a huge fan of add-ons because I don't like my screen to get cluttered up with all this extra stuff. And I figure if the developers don't have something in by default, either they're big dummies and just forgot to put in a basic feature or they don't really 
think it's required for you to see whatever it is the add-on is doing. So typically I don't usually pick a whole lot of them up. But I do think there are a few in Elder Scrolls Online that I've picked up that are really super helpful. So I will mention what those are briefly, just in case any of you out there are playing or thinking about playing. I want to know which add-ons Terabit is using that you might find helpful. So there are five add-ons I'm using, and these will be in alphabetical order because that's the order they're in in my folder which I'm looking at. The first one is called Advanced Filters. All of these are pretty minor stuff. They don't make any huge changes, but I think they have kind of a huge impact in terms of how helpful they are. Advanced Filters is sort of a modification slash submenu system for your inventory. The basic inventory categorizes by type, and that's pretty much all it does. So like you can click a button for armor, and it'll show, you know, just your armor. But if you have like a bunch of armor in there, it's not really clear where the pieces that you want. Like say you're like me and you have a set for DPS, which is leather, and then you have a set for tanking, which is plate mail. This will not display the types quickly. But with advanced filters, it will, because advanced filters creates sort of a secondary sub-menu of that category. So with advanced filters, you'll have armor, and then the advanced filters menu will show heavy armor, medium armor, light armor. And then there's a, a couple of other things it shows. I think it might be like shields and jewelry slots. I'm not sure. But like I said, mostly I just use it for click armor, click the sub-menu for heavy armor or medium armor, whichever it is I want to switch to, and then bam, 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 I can switch really easily. So advanced filters is very super helpful if you're looking for a specific thing and you know sort of the subcategory of that thing. The next one I have, which hasn't been helpful so far, but probably will be much later towards endgame type stuff, and that is called crafting stations. And all the crafting stations in the game are marked once you discover them, but what Crafting Stations does is put a marker on the maps in all of the zones, whether you've discovered the Crafting Station or not. But it doesn't flag all of the Crafting Stations. It only flags the ones that have special sets you can create, and it will do so in a special color. So if you've discovered them or not, you'll know, you know where all of the special set Crafting Stations are. And that is really super helpful because each of the sets can only be built at one special crafting station. And without this marker, if you discovered it, it would show, you know, such and such crafting station if you mouse over it. But it wouldn't show what you can create there. So if you are a crafter and you're looking to do special sets, this would definitely be helpful because then you don't have to note, you know, which set you want and, and where it is. You just be like, oh, it's it's in this zone. I don't remember where it is. You click the map and you'd be like, oh, there it is right there because it's marked for you. Another super helpful one I have is called Item Saver. Again, this is a really basic feature, but really helpful. Pretty much all it does is that when you right-click on an item, you have several basic options. But Item Saver will add one at the bottom called Save Item. And then all it does is flags that item 
with a small icon sort of in the corner of the item. And you can choose from several different icons that are put on there. And you get to pick the color. So I picked a little lock symbol and then made it sort of a medium green. So again, you know, like I said, I have a set for DPS and a set for tanking. Whenever I get a new piece, I'll right-click, save the new piece, unsave the old piece. And then, like I said, with advanced filters, I'll just go and click armor, and then I'll go to heavy or I'll go to medium. And then all of the ones I want for that set have the little lock icon on them. So it's very easy to go click, 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 and then switch to my secondary set. Or, more importantly, this is the big one I use it for, I don't accidentally deconstruct them when I'm doing crafting stuff. Because there's no icon that shows if you're wearing an item or anything on the construction thing. So if you don't have item saver, you very could easily accidentally deconstruct something you're wearing. And then you'd be like, oh poop, where did my favorite sword go? Or, oh, where did my armor for my second set of gear go? So with item saver, that would hopefully never happen. It doesn't prevent you from deconstructing anything or anything like that. It doesn't stop you from selling it. It just puts a little icon on it. So if you're careful, you know, you don't accidentally sell it or deconstruct it. One that I picked up just yesterday that I was really hesitant to do because it's Sort of feels like it's cheating. It's called the Sky Shards. And that's one that puts the location of all the Sky Shards on the map. And for those of you not playing, which you'd probably be bored to tears by now if you're not playing, it will put a little marker on the map where the Sky Shard is. And every three Sky Shards you collect gives you a skill point. So that's really very helpful in terms of keeping up and getting as many skills as you can that you've unlocked the potential for will probably rapidly become less and less important the higher you get because at that point, you know, you'll have everything you want. And then once you have everything you want, you know, extra is kind of like, well, what do I do at this point? But that was pretty much the focus of my gameplay yesterday. I'm in like the third zone and I thought, well, there's probably some I haven't gotten because they're kind of hidden. They have like a little beam of light that comes up, but you could very easily be right on the other side of the wall of them, and if you're not looking a certain direction, you could very easily miss seeing them or miss seeing the beam of light. And I was actually pretty happy when I spent yesterday looking around for them, because I just used them sort of to guide me to the rough area. And then with this add-on, once you get within a certain range, I don't know how far it is, I would guess about 100 meters, it will show up on your basic UI sort of radar HUD. And if it did that just by itself in the base game, I wouldn't need the add-on. I, I would just go by that. But without Sky Shards, it doesn't show up on the radar. It doesn't show up in the map. If you don't see it, you could very easily miss it. There were a few where I was like, oh my god, I was in this building right on the other side of the building. How did I miss this one? So it was very cool to have. And like I said, I was worried that it, it would feel like cheating. But because I just sort of used it as a general guide, and then when I was near to it, I would sort of just look for it and find it, or some were marked in dungeons, and so I would just go into the dungeon, and then I wouldn't look at the map, I would try and find it naturally, even though it is marked on the map if you do bring up the map. So if you're like me, and you do want to get sort of the maximum skills you can, 
And you don't want to feel like, you know, you're completely cheating by getting it. You know, just use it as a general guide. Or be like, you know, after you finish the zone, you can sort of look and count how many you're missing and be like, okay, I will go specifically look for those. But, you know, like in new zones, when I go to them, I'll probably just not worry about it and sort of get them on the way as I'm looking around. And if I start to go too far from a quest area that I've been at, I'll probably look at the map and be like, did I miss any before I I move on to a, a further location? There's another one called Lore Books, which is for the Lore Books, which is what you get for the Mages Guild. I did not grab that one because that just gets you Mages Guild faction, which is not a big deal for the character I'm playing. So I would recommend that if Mages Guild leveling is important for you because that's really the only way to sort of build up that faction. So that's really important for you if you're playing someone who needs Mages Guild rank. I don't need it, so I didn't pick it up. And the last one I have is called Srendar. It's a really odd name. It's spelt S-R-E-N-D-A-R-R. And what that does is it adds sort of debuff icons on the bad guys and buff icons on you. And you can put those anywhere on the screen you want. I put mine for the bad guys sort of below where their health normally appears. And I put the ones for me sort of in the bottom right corner. And there's a filter that you can add on for each specific thing. So if you only want to see the temporary buffs and debuffs that go off immediately, you can. Like for me, there's this thing called a Mundus Stone, which is sort of a permanent boost to your character until you go to a different Mundus Stone. And that one shows by default, but I turned mine off because it's always on. There's no point seeing that the buff is there because it's not going to ever be lost. And you can turn on and off things like longer ones like food buffs will last like an hour or something like that, half an hour or an hour. I think you can turn on and off those as well for the longer buffs. I choose to put it on because I don't always have a food or potion buff on me. But that I think is really helpful for important things like knowing if you know some of your abilities will cast like a a DPS kind of debuff on the bad guys. So that's kind of important to know. Plus for tanking, Elder Scrolls Online has this thing called over taunting. And you can only do, I think it's three taunts within 15 seconds or the threat sort of resets and the little monster will go wherever it wants or apparently sometimes it can have bug and go a little bit crazy. So that's very important for tanking. So I think that one's good to know. Plus, You know, like I said, there are some abilities that have, you know, a DPS component to them. So you wouldn't want to just spam that as quick as you can. Because when you're playing Elder Scrolls Online, action is pretty fast. And so sort of by default, you have this feeling that you want to spam abilities as fast as you can, which really is not the best way to play because you will burn out of resources really quickly. And then you'll be kind of stuck. It's better played strategically and with a little bit of restraint. So I think if you have this and it doesn't sort of overwhelm you with information, it's very helpful because then you know, oh, he's still got that debuff on him. I don't need to do that right away. I can wait on that. So like I said, these are the only add-ons I use. They're all, like I said, pretty minor in terms of impact. But I do think they have a, a pretty huge sort of change with the information they give you. And that information I think is 
it's pretty important to have in some cases or like, you know, searching your items for specific items or saving the items. I think those are very important things to do. So that's it for my main rambly section. Don't really know what to say. Hopefully some of you out there find it useful. Uh, if you're going to play Elder Scrolls Online or if you are and you haven't looked into add-ons yourself, they aren't too difficult to install. Pretty much just basic file navigation is all you need to know. There's a folder in your documents for Elder Scrolls Online, and then I think Live, and then it goes to Add-ons. You just download it and put it in there. There's a couple of places that have add-ons that you know you can download and look them up. And those sites have special programs that sort of automate that. I don't think it's really necessary if you know basic file navigation. And then just remember to check, you know, whenever there's a big, huge, major update to Elder Scrolls Online, you know, check around that time, see if they've updated that filter. Because it might stop working with, you know, a new patch. But that's it for the big rambling. So I don't have any super worrisome news this time for a change. Nice, I guess, for a change. I can sign up for school starting on Monday, which is a lot sooner than I remember. I remember it's usually like mid-August that I can sign up. So this is quite a surprise. And that's kind of sad because that's like 50 bucks after my fee waiver thingies go into effect. I have, you know, no real concern about how much that will be each time because it's always 50 bucks. It doesn't matter if I sign up for one class or five classes because my student aid thingy knocks out all the fees for the classes. So I just have to pay, you know, the basic signing up for school stuff. So it's always the same. But like I said, you know, with no money, I have no way to pay that. So that is very sad. So please send donations for that. Because signing up for classes sooner rather than later is better. And I do need to stay in school to keep the student loans off of my back that I do owe. I have some gas, so that's not a huge concern, though. You know, donations for that, too, were always appreciated. My boots are actually getting really horrible. These were the pair before the last pair I had, which were only slightly better than the last pair. But they are kind of breaking and falling apart much more rapidly than I expected. They have this sort of gel on the heel, which is why I changed from it from the last ones. Because the last ones were just hard rubber and there was hardly anything left. But the gel has always been kind of dry and crackly. That's that's part of why I stopped using them. But now it's like breaking and they're falling out. So I'm losing what sort of padding I had there. So... That is sad news. Oh, and I think I mentioned that my headphones have died as well. They kind of broke a long time ago and the microphone didn't work. 
But recently, the headphone on the left stopped working entirely, just kind of faded out and stopped. I took it apart and was really proud of myself that I didn't damage the padding in doing so. Got it to work by wiggling the cables around. I don't know why it, it worked or stopped working. And then I sort of mock put it back together and put it on my ears and listened for a minute or two. I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's working again. So I, I screwed the things back in place so it would stay, you know, fixed and put back together. And then after about a minute, the sound sort of faded out and stopped working again. So it seems like they are definitely broken. So now I'm having to use my headphones that go in my ear that I normally use for my phone <laughs> for everything else, which isn't too terrible. There are few enough people on campus these days that usually I'm in a really quiet environment, so it's okay for the moment. But it is really sad to not have, you know, actual gaming headphones that are, you know, bigger and go over my ears. And of course, you know, not having a working microphone is problematic for grouping. Plus, there's this thing a sort of friend of a friend is doing that, that is like, you know, they give you 10 bucks a thing to sort of like, test out a site and see if you can navigate it. That's something I was considering doing sort of part-time because they, they don't give you a whole lot of stuff to do. But without a microphone and proper headphones, I, I can't do that because I can't talk about what it is I'm trying to do while I'm recording myself doing it if I have no microphone. Obviously, I do have my podcasting microphone, but this is something I have to set up in my car and have, you know, perfect conditions. You guys can't hear that I'm pausing sometimes when cars go by or editing that out. It's not something I can just hook up in the hallway and just let run. Whether I'm gaming or, you know, doing something for a job type thing, it's not something I can hook up in a, a public environment. My main supporter, who I've mentioned several times lately in the Pirate's Treasure section, did send me a new phone. Not new as in like brand new I think it is an older generation but new you know as in it's it's fresh out of the box and that sort of stuff I'm going to check it out it has some plans I can apparently do sort of a pay as I go thing and it has like a minimum of like five bucks a month so that is much cheaper than the like 45 I'm paying for my iPhone and the iPhone could get cheaper I could tell them to drop the data and some other stuff and then get it down to 30 a month. But still, you know, that's that's way more than I can afford. And, you know, especially compared to this $5 a month one, the $5 a month one is a much better deal. And it's cool he found that for me because all the other ones that I found were a similar kind of deals. It was like pretty much a minimum of 30 bucks a month no matter where it went or, you know, new smartphone plan with a different carrier would have been like 80 a month so that would have been way more expensive so we'll see i have to look up how to get it activated and get the plan going and all that stuff probably be able to have an update for that on the next podcast i have to see if i actually have the money to do so because i only have like six bucks in my bank account so if it's more than you know one month minimum like there's a setup fee or something I will not have the money for that. So things are mostly okay emotionally. You know, still worried about all the money for all the things and all the things that are 
falling apart or already falling apart that I need to replace. But nothing that is going to, you know, put me at immediate huge threat. Except for my shoes, I guess, if, if they fall apart badly and all of a sudden I'll be left with some crappy tennis shoes I have from years ago. Or I'd have to go back to my previous boots, which I did keep, but I don't expect they would last more than maybe a month more, because they're really, really, really bad off. So that's it for this rambling. Looking at the time on the top, I guess I rambled for my old usual amount of time, or possibly even a touch long. Certainly not as long as my, like, hour and 15 minutes one that was the longest so far, but more rambling than I thought I would do. But hopefully I can think up something regular to talk about next time. And hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. It's getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get better. I've been drowning too long to believe that the tide's going to turn. And I've been living too hard to believe things are going to get easier now. I'm still trying to shake off the pain from the lessons I've learned. It's not something I can just hook up in the hallway and just let run. With it. I used to be an adventurer like you. And I took an arrow in the knee. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com if you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2015 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.